Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents, the Quaddy Potty. My name is Mitchell Cashmore, as always, joined by Nick Holland. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Got a new little setup in here. Um, Bella Vista Hotel always providing for us. And yes. They've, they've changed up the little bit of a setup here. So you uh, you guys watching some clips up on the on the socials. Um, we'll see. Yeah, yeah bit, new bit and improved. Different, bit different, but um, yeah, it's pretty good. And hopefully we can get some videos coming in through in the next couple of weeks. If not, definitely it's going to be here for the spring carnival. So 100%. Um, yeah, some good things coming. But yeah, thanks to the Bella Vista. Yes, BBH, if you are ever in the area, you need a good pub feed, head to the Bella Vista Hotel. And if you want to film a podcast just like us or record a podcast, the free podcast studio, come on down and uh, give it a shot. Um, all right, mate, let's just get into it. Last week, gee, nothing really went right, did it? Nah, 100%. Um, surefire was the only one that really went. Made you look like a genius. What's yeah. that bloke on the right doesn't know what he's talking about? Yeah, $20, $20 winner doesn't hurt, but um, at the end of the day, the rest of the rest of the day didn't look too good. Um, I had a feeling in the end you, you're looking at um, a Shelby 66 win here for a second there with all, all that slop going around. So I put a cheeky five there, but um, that horse was broken. Yeah. You sucked me in as well with that uh, whole bet. Claire was on it, my uh, my girlfriend, Miss Mock. You were on it. It's gone $150 into $30. And, yeah, it, it's a speed bump now. Needs to retire. 100%. I reckon that, that what, eight-week period where it ran eight weeks in a row or something like yeah. that, it literally broke the horse. The horse Oh, genuinely. The, the trainer came out and said, looking back, good thing we were winning because I probably shouldn't have run it that hard that yeah, many times. What an idiot. So... Oh, no, I respect him because he got the chockies. But I think now, time to retire because it's a speed bump and that speed bump took out my horse in the race. Private Eye was no chance after it collided with Shelby 66 and had to get pulled out of the race. Apparently the uh, jockey, not happy. The camp, not happy. So I don't know what happens with Private Eye now, whether it goes to a, a spell or if it maybe, you know, goes to a Brisbane winter sort of thing. But, uh, yeah. Summed up the day really Like we'll get to the actual results But if you weren't aware Punters I, I went nude as well Third nudie run of the year I, I hate it I hate going nude But Like we said in last year Last year's Last week's weather report You know Maybe some showers rain Sorry Showers and some rain On race day Potentially soft five Soft six Can't see anything Getting past soft seven Because it was only about Five mils predicted What happens 10 mils before race one even goes. Rains throughout the entire day, apart from the last couple of hours. We end up skipping soft seven, straight to heavy eight. The times were like a heavy nine, heavy 10. It was an absolute bog out there. And we see, like we predicted, $30 horses getting up all day, but that was an exaggeration. We were joking. We did not think the absolute carnage that was going to happen, eh? No, 100%. I think it was definitely hard to pick and... Anyone that's out there critiquing other people after last week, I'd like to see how your bet slips looked as well. And if you got more than more than two of those roughies, I I back you very very highly. So oh, genuinely, like honestly. you know, you like it's not even for us. Like I was, you know, 
on the forums, on the in the discords, in the Facebook groups, a lot of hate being thrown around to the tipsters. Show me a person that was profitable last week and I'll show you a liar. $30 winner, $35 winner, the $20 $70. winner at least we had it. $70 winner. Isn't that appropriate in the highway grand final, eh? 100%. That's just crazy. Like, genuinely. And then, oh, to top it off, Major Beal leading all the way at 30s in the derby. Just sums it up. The fact that, you know, sharp and smart, you know, copped a little bit of interference, you know, was what in the jump, sorry, and then was wide the whole trip. Didn't really run on. Pericle, he's no good. Uh, and then in the last um, race, we thought, okay, surely, Upper Ridge, my best bet. Waited all day for this. Surely salutes. It's a mudlark. Loves it. Comes out. Pretty sure it, like, pulled up lame or it also got bumped. Like, sums up the day, Nick. Just had no luck whatsoever. Same with the footy betting. Oh, no luck all week with the footy betting. A bunch of one-leg losses. A couple of one-disposal losses. I'm just writing the whole weekend off. I'm pretending like it didn't happen. That's it, mate. That's it. So, we move in. Um, just before we do that, last week, yeah, some some benefits came out. You met Willie Mason in the scope, mate. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was uh, pretty good. Um, fun fact, I am, you know, not by blood, but somewhat related to our old Justin, Justin Horror, isn't it? Is yep. that his, yeah, scope, because I only know I'm a scope. Uh, I am cousins with his cousins on the... Um, that doesn't count. Oh, uh, it kind of counts. It kind of yeah, counts. Uh, that's the connection I used to introduce myself to him because, you know, they're, of course, uh, tab ambassadors. They were up there in the stables and doing some content. Uh, I was with some devout um, Chookies fans. They see Willie Mason. Oh, my God, Willie Mason. They basically swarm the bloke and he's ripper bloke. He's just like, oh, yeah, come on in. Photos, photos, conversation, talk to them for a few minutes. Scope's just sitting back watching Willie do his thing. I sneak around the back and go, mate. How you doing? All Introduce right. myself. Scope. I'm cousins with the Allens. Shout out to them if they're listening. I introduced them to the potty. They had no idea we did it. And now they're going to listen every week. Said, yeah, I'm cousins with your cousins. He said, no way. Love those boys. Good to meet your brother. Handshakes. So, you know, technically I'm related to Scope. All right. Well, we'll <laughs> leave it at that. Um, do we get into the next point here, mate? Uh, yeah. The, the big result from last week, the only sort of result that, I can say wasn't out of nowhere was the TJ Smith. I wish I win huge run against the track pattern from last to first. That horse seems to have an amazing turn of foot. We already knew that neither of us had it in our, you know, first three across the line. We thought maybe it was still too sharp for it, especially with the track playing the way it was, it was going to get too far back, but no proved us wrong. So first off, before we even touch on nature strip, just, the performance of I Wish I Win, what were your thoughts? It was a great run. Um, I was over at an engagement party on the weekend, but I made sure to um, tune in for this one. It was a great run. It um, probably didn't surprise me in the end. Obviously, Nature Strip had a very brave run. Um, looks almost like it was going to get there and then just slowed up near the end and it just got overrun. Um, Giga Kick had a good run as well. Coming in second place, looked pretty close to the line and then Marzu on the inside, obviously. Um, bit of a rough rough point there. If um, you had it each way, you wouldn't have been complaining. So. Oh, yeah, because we said last week, like, Marzu at those odds, potential Crazy. wet track, overs. Soon as that rain came down on race day, I was telling everyone and anyone on track, get on Marzu to place because he'll be storming home. He absolutely loves the slop, and he did this, that. I was genuinely thought he was going to win. My eyes were just on Marzu as he made his run. I hadn't even 
clocked, I wish I win. And then all of a sudden he just swooped, came out of nowhere, yeah. ran over the top of them. Yeah. Excellent run. Fantastic. Can't fault, I wish I win. He is the real deal. He's just like Private Eye. Once thought to be a miler, they've figured out, nah, he's a sprinter. And I think big things are in store for that horse, eh? 100%. Um, what do you think about the strip? Obviously, it's a, it's a tough point. It's definitely something we can talk about for a couple of minutes here. Um, what what happens now? What do they camp do for, for the nature strip? I would say retirement. But Chris Wallace come out and said, don't say retirement yet. We're going to see how he pulls up. All things considered, it was a good run. And it was much better than his run in Melbourne. 100%. He just, you know, faulted at the end because he's old and he's tired and maybe he can't run a high-pressured 1,200 metres. But other than that, what other races are you going to be putting him in? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are you going to do? Go to a handicap where he'll be carrying 65 kilos? You're going to stay at the weight for age group ones, meaning you're always going to be coming up against the Giga Kicks, the Mazus, the Private Eyes, the I Wish I Wins now. There's no hiding from them. So I would say he probably has to retire now. But I don't see the excuses anymore because they said, you know, in Melbourne, first up, probably too dry for him, needs a bit of wet, gets that wet. Oh, it's probably a bit too wet for him. James McDonald has said he just wasn't on his A game, as is to be expected with the age. But if you're going to be winning these races, you need to be 100%. You need to be at the top of your game. So I would say retiring, but what are your thoughts? Like I said last week, you you take him to the Everest if he gets a spot, which he gets a spot, um, and you just play it for the money. If he's good to run, run him. If he's healthy... He might not be as good as he used to be. He just needs to be healthy. He just needs to be healthy, and then that's fine because we take care of our horses here at Lock Sports. Would you personally say you owned an Everest slot and you had all of these options to go out and get yourself a horse with? Marzu's already locked in. It's the only one that's locked in. So you can't touch him. Would you be going out and getting Nature Shrimp? I think it brings numbers in, 100%. I think. You think you'd, you'd get a return on the investment? 100 Oh, let me, yeah. let me let me just see here. I need to look up and confirm cost of an Everest slot because I know it's it's, it's not I cheap. I think so. I think it's so. Not cheap. So six hundred thousand for an Everest slot. And what hundred thousand for last place? Uh I think so. Let me I just mean, see Everest prize money split, just so we can actually get into the specifics. Get into the specifics. Let me see here. Was it six hundred thousand bucks? All right, so four hundred fifty thousand. The most you'll lose is a one hundred fifty thousand bucks. So yep. do you think, and that's got to finish before seventh? He's got to finish top six. You reckon you're getting a return on investment from nature? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah, TJ Smith Field is going to be pretty similar to the. Probably Everest. yes. Yeah. Yeah. You might get a couple, two or three horses that are blitzing at the time come spring carnival. He comes top six. Would he come to fourth, fifth? I think he might, have, he might have just... Depends on the track sixth. conditions. It depends on the draw. I, I think know, he's you, good enough. What do you come to, on in the TJ? Uh, fourth or fifth. Yeah. I think he gets a chance. I think it's worth the investment to do so for the money. Um, if you're talking legacy, get it, put, him, put him in a... Get rid of him. I would think, genuinely, the only thing that would give me... Uh, like, I'd be happy with another run is... Get him to a race, if it's the Everest, if it's whatever it is, and just promote the shit out of it because they did not promote it enough as potentially Nature Strip's last run. Set a date, 
say this is the last time Nature Strip's going around, promote the hell out of it and get everyone down to the races and draw a massive crowd to see him off. Because last weekend, people were thinking, oh, it might be. Oh, he'll probably yeah. go around again, you know? So the crowd wasn't there like they expected it. Promote the hell out of it. Say, all right, guys, this year's Everest or this year's Challenge Stakes or this year's whatever, Nature last Strip's time last you time. see Nature Strip at a track. Yep. That'll get the punters down. That's the only reason I want to see one more run. If there's one more run, that's what needs to that's happen. That's why I'm like, when I say what I think is going to happen, because it's not about legacy anymore to say, oh, he's a champion, let's leave him on a high. Because they would have retired him as soon as he got finished up overseas. Mm. If they wanted to, or after the Everest when he just didn't fire, the last year's Everest yeah. when he didn't win. If it's a, since it's, I don't think it's, it's, a, it's all a money game for them. I think, in my opinion. Yes, they probably respect the horse enough to not put it through anything if it doesn't want to. But it's still running half decently. Like, it's still, it still gave a fair crack in the TJ Smith. Oh, genuinely. So. Look the winner at the 400. 100. 100%. I said to my brother, I'm like, oh, it's going to win here. It, once he got that clean lead, like, again. Got to 250, and I'm like, oh, he, he could get here. No pressure. I was like, oh, he's. And then the, the tempo, the tempo, he started going backwards a bit. The tempo started rolling through a bit more, and. The pressure just got to him. But um, I, I definitely think if I was an owner, um, I personally would have retired him as soon as he got back from overseas. However, since they haven't done that, they've got nothing to lose now. I'd be going to the Everest 2023. Fair enough. Well, on Everest, say Nature Strip does retire, doesn't get to the Everest. You're an Everest slot owner. Sl- Sorry. Jeez. Let me rephrase that. Yep. Take Nature Strip out of the equation. Yep. You're an Everest slot owner. You can't take Marzu. He's already gone. What horse are you picking? Well, Giga Kick will be up there for sure. Um, it's a tough one, man. Like, I really think In Secret will mature um, in the next coming months. I don't know if it wins the next Everest or the one after, if it, if it matures enough. I'm not too sure. I think it'll be there, thereabouts. It didn't really do much in the TJ Smith, to be honest. But I, don't, I think it probably was too wet for her. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. Um, I don't know. It's a pretty open question. I'm, I'm keen to discuss it. But um, I think In Secret's probably one that I'd look at at the most at the moment. Um, but obviously, you've got Giga Kick, but Marzu as well. Lost and Running. Lost and Running would have won the 2022 Everest if it ran, 100%. I have no doubt in my mind. Um yeah, who knows? Well, you said in secret, so I won't take it because that was my first pick. My second pick, Cool and Gatter. Fair. No, I can back that. I can back that. Cool and Gatter is definitely a horse that can get it done. Um, great horse coming off the two-year-old last year. Now a three-year-old. It's going to be a four-year-old next yeah. year. So it's going to be... Yeah, those, she, she's, a, she's an awesome filly. She's I think awesome. those three-year-old fillies about to be four-year-old mares, they're the ones with the most untapped potential. In secret and Cool and Gatter, I think those two Agreed. are going to be the top sprinters going forward. With I wish I win if he maintains that turn of foot. I think, you know, the youngins, the I wish I win, Cool and Gutter, in secret, Giga Kick, changing of the guard, no more Mask Crusader, no more Eduardo, no more Nature Strip. Those are the horses to follow for sure. 100%. Um, we get into the listener questions here. Lockie Howard, is alcohol, alcohol free, overs at $3, considering she was bought for 10 mil. 100%. I'll discuss it a bit more when we get to the race, but how she isn't even the money here, considering that they've, it's, Apparently, the super horse. Yeah, 100%. The super horse. Like, it was bought for $10 million and has been... Crazy. Been, it's nominated for everything. Nominated for everything. I hear 
it's an absolute bitch of a thing. Apparently, it's r- like, you know, you go near it and it gets all shaken up. But some of the best horses are like that. Apparently, very elegant. Apparently, she was a mad bitch in the stables. But how good was she? So, alcohol-free, massive untapped potential, has form around some of the best horses in Europe. Comes over here. Before the draw, it was paying five fifty in the futures market. It's very confusing. I definitely think it's overs. I think it's overs as well. Um, looking at the the rest of the field, it's obviously it's um, definitely the best chance. But yeah, ten million, jeez, that's a lot of money. Because uh, the not really secret rumor going around is that Yulong wanted as their Everest horse. They think it's going to win an Everest, so that's how they're going to make their money back. Interesting. Fair enough. Well. It's a big investment to make, um, but yeah, I agree. It's definitely overs considering ball for 10 mil. Um, let's get into the reminder, just reminding the lads to rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Helps us out heaps. Um, keeps getting us to bring more content to you guys. Anything that you guys want to do, just send us a DM as well. Let us know what you want. We're happy to provide how we can. We've got some big things in store. Yep. Coming up, a couple more interviews coming through as well, hopefully setting them up, um, and then a couple more brand deals that we're going to announce hopefully in the next coming months. So it's Fingers pretty, crossed. pretty interesting things. Um, but before we get into it, mate, we'll just obviously thank our good friends over at Dabble. Oh, 100%, because if you want to be copying our bets, remember, we're thinking that last week didn't happen. Didn't so happen. very profitable, very profitable bets. Uh, if you know the few weeks before that is going off anything, you head over to Dabble, Aussie-owned bookie, absolutely changing the game of gambling because what you do, Nico, you go into the app, you see a bet that the Mock Sports has put on, and all you got to do is press that big purple copy bet button. It goes straight into your slip. You can put whatever stake you want on, and you can win with us today. All right? All you got to do, head to the link in our bio, head to the link in the show notes, or download the Dabble app today. Use the code MOCKSPORTS when signing up to let them know you sent you, and Win on the footy and win on the races with us. And there's plenty of other tipsters on there. You've got Heath Shaw, you've got Andrew Bogut, you've got Tammy Sheridan, you've got Dane Swan, you've got celebrities and sports personalities galore giving you the best sports betting analysis that you could possibly want from the punter's perspective and from the athlete's perspective. So get on there now, use the code MOCKSPORTS and win with us this season. 100%, mate. Do you want to get us into some of the track updates for Randwick this right, week? I'll do my best after last week's went terribly, terribly wrong. Uh, day two of the championships, of course. Uh, it's the grand finals of racing last week. The sprinters and milers had their turn. This week, the stayers and the middle distance get their grand final. Main event, Animai versus... Animai? Animo versus Dubai Honor. Great, great Battle. Yes, going to discuss that later. Um, so, rail goes out to the four-metre mark, which means leaders should be... Um, getting a bit of bias on the day potentially, especially if they're drawing that inside barrier. But the wet brings it to bit a bit more equal. Um, last week we saw no real ground was being made up apart from the likes of, you know, I wish I win. So it's definitely possible, but leaders will definitely have a slight advantage. Uh, some rain predicted on Friday, but not a whole lot. Uh, I wouldn't think we get anywhere near a good form. Definitely not. I would say that we definitely start, I reckon soft six is the best. We could be anywhere from soft six to heavy eight, heavy nine come start time. Uh, I've done all my form for a um, soft seven, heavy eight because track cop debating last week, 90 mils of rain or something or other over the weekend. It's heavy eight currently, hasn't been upgraded since the weekend. So unless, you know, 30 degree days come out, I don't see much changing. So back your wet trackers here. Race one, 1600 metres for the two-year-olds. 
This is one of the hard ones, you know, two-year-olds, they haven't come out to this distance yet, so it's really anyone's game. Um, as we saw last week with the Arts at $30 coming out and winning because it was the first time anyone had ever seen that distance for the three-year-olds. Um, I'm going to go with Kintyre. I think out of all of them, he's looking for a longer distance the most. Half-brother to Fireburn, so, you know, he's bred to go out to the further distance and he's bred to deal with the wet tracks as Fireburn absolutely loves them. Uh, can deal with all sorts of conditions. Uh, so $6.50 to win, $2.50 to place. Kintyre to kick off the day for cashing. Yeah, it's a tough one, obviously. Not many of these horses are proven on the wet track, mate. But I'm going to go with Tom Kitten here. Uh, three starts, all on the good track, but um, it's had one win in there as well. Um, seventh barrier for Nash, Rewalla, and $7 and $2.15 for a place. Looking pretty nice for me in the first. Lovely stuff, mate. Head over to race, sorry, head over to race two at the 1,400 metres. Good race, this one. Uh, your favourite here is Cool Jakey at $4.50. It's a pretty open one here. There's a lot of mid-priced horses here. You've got Hawaii Five-O with Timmy Clark, um, who's come second twice in its recent prep. Uh, but I'm going to go with Kovalika here. J-Mac on board. It's got some good uh, form up in Queensland at Eagle Farm and Doonan with two wins there, as well as some back down in New South Wales at Warwick Farm and Wyong, I assume, in the midweek races in Newcastle as well. Um, but it's had four on the trot, mate, so it's looking pretty good. It's coming here first up and, yeah, doesn't mind the soft track. So hopefully if it gets there, it'll be all right. The barrier is probably the biggest concern, but I don't think it's going to prove too much issue for it. Fair enough, mate. I'll go Hawaii 5-0. He's done nothing wrong in his career so far, finishing in the first three, four out of five career starts. His two starts so far this prep been very, very narrow second placings, one of which was behind Major Beale, who he mentioned earlier, came out last week and absolutely smashed them in the derby. Track bias or not, that has to be good form to go off. Um, so $6.50 to win, $2.30 each way Hawaii, Hawaii 5-0 for Cashy in the second. As we move to the third, 1,200 metres here, Two-year-olds again, so we're not really sure. It's a bit of a lottery. Uh, Autumn Ballet and Kimochi will be the ones to go forward and try and set a pace there with Lazago trying to storm home from the back. Lazago's a bit of an interesting one here, punters, because if you, if you uh, forget who Lazago is, Golden Sipper Horse was a live Golden Sipper chance and still it cool until it collided with learning to fly mid-race and had to be pulled up as learning to fly went a bit crazy there in the backfield. Um, so is she 100% fit here after, you know, that collision could have taken something out of her? The trials she had since then indicates yes, but I'm just not sold. I'm going to uh, have my money elsewhere if she wins. Very happy with it, but I don't want to risk the money there. Instead, I'm going to go on Autumn Ballet. I really like the look of the Autumn Sun as a sire. He absolutely used to blitz him back in the day, and his kids are looking really good so far. Uh, didn't take too long to produce a group winner in the form of Autumn Ballet after she smashed them in the blo- Black Opal down in Canberra. I think with a clean jump, Timmy Clark takes her straight to the front, holds them out all the way, $3.10 on Autumn Ballet. Very nice, man. I'm going with the New Zealand horse here, the Erythral Star with Damien Lane on board, $8.50 and $2.40. It probably looks like the one that's going to be most comfortable with the track here. Um, yeah, soft track and a heavy track over in New Zealand's just as heavy as it would be over here, yeah. if not more. So that's um that's good things to go off. So if it's winning over there in the slop, um, it can definitely get it done here. So I don't mind that. So we'll have a look. And then even if the track dries up a little bit, it's still going to be as heavy as it would be over in New Zealand because you've yeah. got a bit of softer ground there because it's not as hot. So, yeah, it's very good to go off. So I'm going to go with that. Um, as I head into race number four at the 1,400 metres here, uh, Kiyobi is the favourite at $3.70 and definitely – 
Very good one for that. Lock Eagle, one that we followed pretty closely um, at $6 with a win last start. Looks pretty nice. Acquitted as well at $7.50 is one to mention with Huey Bowman, a win last start. Um, but I think the favourite's going to be too strong here. I really like the favourite in this race. It's um, six career starts, four wins and two second places and two starts on the heavy with uh, one win in the second place. So, yeah, looking pretty nice. I think the favourite, Kyobi, will be the winner for this one. Yeah, 100%. The grand final for the midways here is the midway championships. Unfortunately, we don't see cheerful legend lining up as, you know, could have been there. It's the job. What could have been. But, um, yeah, Kyobi, very hard to beat. But I look at a horse like True Crime, $19 to win, $5 to place. That's ridiculous odds for a horse. That's super honest. And he's an absolute mudlark. So if a heavy eight, heavy nine gets put up, he'll absolutely zoom through it as he has done in the past. Um, and he can also deal with a soft track, a good track. He can deal with all conditions. He could absolutely piss in, I think. If a bog comes up here, he'll go forward. It'll be very hard to run down come the end. $19 is overs for this horse here. So I'll definitely have an each way play on true crime with Tyler Schiller on board. 100%, mate. Uh, we move to the fifth. Here, the 1200 metres Arrowfield three year old sprint. It is a group two race with a very good field here. You got Aft Cabin and Zoo Tiger going head to head again. This was supposed to be Aft Cabin versus What You Need. What You Need was scratched. I was all over What You Need. I was very much looking forward to it because, like you know, I'm not a massive fan on Aft Cabin, but I'll ask you is it his race to lose now that What You Need isn't there? I think so. I think um, it's definitely the best horse in this race. Um, the wet track, real wet track really worries me. But I think if it's going to win a race, it's going to be against this field. I don't think there's too much sticking out that's really, really sticking out to me going, yeah, yeah, that's a good chance. So I think this is definitely Aft Cabin's race to lose. I'll concede. I said chop Aft Cabin's nuts off because, you know, it hasn't been going any good. But I did say in that thing that it's only good showings, like really good showings, have been on wet tracks, especially saturated tracks. Yep. This is when he showed he's got real potential. So I will say the the horse to beat, but I can't be on him at a price like $2. I think he'll definitely start shorter than that. So when you've got a horse like Zoo Tiger at $5, who I think, if he's not winning, will definitely be in the finish, as he has been for most of his career. One win, four seconds, and two thirds. Um, he also can deal with all conditions. If the soft comes up, he's fine. If the heavy comes up, he's fine. Um. Yeah, I just feel like Blinker's going on now will really help him. I feel like he'll have an undistracted run now, sit just off the pace and absolutely storm home in the straight. So, yeah, $5 compared to $2, I'm going to be on Zoo Tiger. Are you riding off, Kevin? I'm riding off, Kevin. Fair enough, mate. All right, we skip races 6, 7, 8, 9 because of the tip-off. Take us to race 10, mate. Yeah, we skip through all of them here, mate, and we get to the Sapphire Stakes race 10 at the 1,200 metres. Really, really interested to hear your thoughts here, mate, because you, there's two horses that are really coming to mind, Zapatero and Kiku for both of me to think about. Probably have a play on both of them, to be honest, but I think um, coming into it, Zapatero looks too good. The barrier is definitely a worry at 15 barrier, but um, last start just looked too good, didn't it, in my opinion. It just ran so well and, yeah, comes into this one. Probably drops in class a little bit even more. Um, but yeah, Kiku is definitely one that I can entertain. But I'm going to go with Zapatero. Give me Kiku. Give yeah, me Kiku fair. in the last. Classic mock horse. You don't really have to look much further. You know she's going to put in a good run. She's one of those honest types. Just like I was with Ita a couple of weeks ago. Um, just super honest. You know if she's not winning, she's going to be thereabouts. She's been thereabouts in much classier fields. In Group 1 company, she's run in an Epsom. She's run in a... Um, 
Uh, can't remember what the other uh, Empire Rose, sorry. Yep. And you know she probably should have won last start up at the Magic Millions and just fell short in the end. You know she's going to be there. So give me Kiku in the last eight dollar fifty to win two dollars eighty each way in the last for Cashy. Very nice, mate. All right, mate. Play the sting. Let's head to the tip off. All right. Great tip-off time. Not much change to the leaderboard. I think, did you snag a place in one of the races last week? You did. I might have. I know you did. I'm trying to think about it. Who was it now? Uh, Because I completely tried to forget last week. I've completely forgotten. Doesn't matter. Who it was, but you you gained a couple points. You gained a couple points there on me. But you need to catch up, and this is the week to do it because we've only got a few races left. We've got four races to discuss here. And then I think a couple next week because it's all age stakes day. Um, mate, lots to discuss with all of these. Probably the one with the least to discuss, though, is the Australian Oaks at 2,400 metres. You've got Penny Wecker, Pavitra is your favourite, Fireburn, Polygon, Arts, Pierossa, Soul Choice, So Dazzling, Byron Bell, Premise, Mountain Guest, Frankie's Me Dad, good name that, uh, Jolted, Stormy Witness, and Faze Angels. What are your thoughts and why? Give me Fireburn here. Jeez. I know you don't like it, but $7 for the win, $2.45 for a place. Like you said, definitely likes the wet track and is definitely the best horse on the wet track here. It's been there or thereabouts. Uh, this prep, the last two runs have been pretty impressive in my opinion. The third place behind Prowess and Pavitra is not too bad and then behind Zugotcha as well. The race before that doesn't look too bad for me. I think it's definitely getting better and um, with our good mate Tyler Schiller on board, I really do... Agree that this could be the best chance in the race, um, and I really like it from the fourth barrier. So I'm going to go with Fireburn here. Something a bit different. Give me Pavitra. I know it's the favourite. I know it's boring. We'll My uh, analysis is going to be pretty boring for the tip-off because I can't see how a few of these favourites lose um, come the weekend. Uh, Pavitra, I was all over it. It was best bet for me last time out in the um, in the Vinery. Unfortunately, just got out-sprinted by Prowess, who is super, super filly. Um you know, so Pavitra comes here after that run, absolutely gapped the field with Prowess, was three lengths behind that. The only other horse that came near him was Fireburn, who was about five lengths off the finish. So I just don't see how Fireburn could turn the tables on Pavitra. I don't see how anything from that race could turn the tables. I think if anyone's going to beat Pavitra, it's going to have to come from a different field because Pavitra is just a quality type going up 400 metres now. She's always strong through the line. We know she can get to this distance as she was a um, runner-up in the um, the Victorian Oaks, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, punters. But if she wasn't, she was there or thereabouts. You know, she has that staying form. We know she can get there. $3.60. I know it's boring, but Pavitra for me in the Oaks. Very nice, mate. Let's get into that. Sydney Cup here. Great race, this one. Um, last year, obviously, won by night's order. Led all the, the way in the slop. Yep, 100%. Could so he do can, it again? Yeah, could he do it again? That's the question. Um, I say personally no, and I really, really like this horse. And it's someone that I've looked at and backed many times. Um, your favourite at the moment is Cleveland at $4. Um, but a lot of this field is carrying absolute buckets here, literally nothing. You've got Gold Trip as well at paying $8 with J-Mac on board, which is definitely a benefit. But carrying almost 60 kilos is always a worry for the stays races. 3,200 metres carrying that much is always going to be a worry. Oh, yeah. Three kilos more than the second top weight of 56.5 for Knight's Order. Um, 
as well as 16th barrier does does not look too nice. Um, however, my opinion here is we get into I really like the one week back up here. Surefire and Gin Martini are two that I can definitely look at, right? And yeah. I think I think Surefire's grand final was last week, in my opinion. I think the win will be just enough for it. But Gin Martini really impressed me for that one. It looked like it would have won. Give it an extra couple of hundred meters. Perfect for this one. An extra 600 on top. And, um, yeah, looking really nice for this one. So I'm going to Ruffy here. Gin Martini at $17 and $5 for a place. Jeez, we know it can get the distance. It's run 3,200 and it's one at 3,200. Uh, the big thing is, Zachy Lloyd, imagine, comes out, wins the group one here. I actually have a stat. I tried to find this exact stat when Tyler Schiller won on Maria Mia a couple of weeks ago because we were saying, you know, we want Dill Gibb to win the group one. We want Zach Lloyd. We want these apprentices to be winning. Hadn't happened in 15 years. So just that puts into perspective, punters, how rare it is for an apprentice to win a group one. But with Tyler, Zach, Dill coming through, they've all got amazing rides in all of these group ones. You know, it'll be really good to see another apprentice win another group one. So... I think Tyler can maybe get a second one with King Frankel. I'm all over King Frankel and Cleveland because those are the two futures bets that I've placed months ago. I was tipped into Cleveland about six weeks ago. My friend who works at the track says Cleveland was the best-looking horse of all of the internationals, Dubai Honor included, and said that Cleveland prime for this sort of run. Was excellent without winning in the Ram, sorry, the Tankred Stakes. Super strong through the line, super strong late. Gets an extra 800 metres here now and... Six kilos left, less. You know, it's only carrying 51 kilos. That's nothing. King Frankel, same thing. Was really, really strong in that race. Drops like eight kilos here now to 50 kilos. Absolutely nothing. So I think, you know, if you back King Frankel each way, you back Cleveland to win, I think potentially those are the two horses to follow here. I wouldn't be surprised if they're the Quinella. But, um, yeah, really on those two horses. But my top hit tip has to be Cleveland. The 17th barrier worries me a bit, but Karen McAvoy knows how to ride in these cups. He's, of course, won three of them himself, the Melbourne Cup. So he knows how to pace a horse for the 3,200 metres. Cleveland was brought over specifically for this race. The camp knows what they're doing. He's won multiple Sydney Cups and Melbourne Cups as well. Cleveland, for me, I know the price isn't what you'd want in such an open race, but $4, I'm happy with it. Cleveland for me. Fair enough, mate. Um, We'll leave it at that. We'll Skip the Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. We'll go to the Queen of the Turf Stakes. Um, interesting in this one, mate. Alcohol freeze, obviously, like we said, the $3.30 overpriced horse that um, I will definitely be having some money on. Um, I think Fangirl's a good shout as well. Been pretty consistent up until its most recent run. Um, but that's obviously because we just got on it. That's why. Um, but, yeah, I think alcohol freeze, the, the horse to lose this race. And um, there's not really too much else that's really sticking out to me in this one, in my opinion. Uh, what are your thoughts? I 100% agree. Like I said, it was $5.50 earlier in the week. I'm kicking myself that I didn't have a play at it because $3.30 still overs. I'm surprised it's not even money. It has form around the likes of Baid, who was the best horse in the world before it went off and retired. It was absolutely smashing horses back in the day over in Europe. Alcohol-free comes here. Apparently, it's an absolute jet. Like So if it brings its European form, it just wins. The only thing that beats it here is... If it's, you know, the trip over has regressed it in any way possible because it can get it done against the best horses in the world. It can get it done on all conditions. Loves the slop as they're conditioned to over in England. So I can't see how alcohol-free loses this and 
unless it runs into a bit of traffic or it just hasn't progressed. Fair enough, fair enough. We're going to the Queen Elizabeth here, mate. Go for the field. It's stacked. Animo, $2.60. Dubai Honor, $2.45. Your favourite. Alan Queer at $41. Cascadian at 13 Mawanga at 23 Numerian at 51 Unicorn Lion at 10 Zarek at 41 Petra- Sorry, Protagonist at 81 Gear Up at 101 Heza Shocker at 67 Montefilia at $17. Come on, deal. And El Patronus at $51. Two-horse race, yes or no? Yes. Agreed. Can't see anything beating it because let's go through and... Quinella's, Quinella's done. Yeah. Who is going to turn the tables on Animo? No one. Who's going to turn the tables on Dubai Honor? Considering that he beat him by five and a half lengths, maybe Montefilia because Montefilia came out and had a fantastic run at the in the Tancred. But still, is it able to turn those tables? I have been told by multiple people that Dubai Honor, the only way that it loses is if it doesn't replicate its run from last start. Because if it replicates that run, it they wins. reckon it wins by about three lengths, even over Animo, because that rated about two lengths faster than anything Animo has ever produced. And that was on a dry track. And people say Dubai Honor is better in the wet. I spoke to my form analyst friend yesterday. He does the um, yard work for a um, bookie, and I asked him, I said, tell me, can Dubai Honor beat Animo? And he said, yes. Needs to reproduce what he did, but if he gets anywhere near it, Beats Animo because he is better on the wet and according to the ratings, he is a better horse. But what are your thoughts? Is it a two-horse race? Oh, look, I think Montefilia does its best work at the longer distance. I think 2,000 metres just needs... The 2,400s where I really liked it at and I think it was really suited to the 2,400. I think that's where the distance it should target for its grand finals, in my opinion. But obviously, in this big race, it's worth giving it a run. I like Dubai on it here. I think Animo, I've been saying for... I said it from the last two starts. Animo's due for a, for a loss, and um, this is giving me real big vibes of the last the last run last year in the um, Champion Stakes. Champion Stakes, yes. Champion Stakes, where it came in at fourth, so... Um, there's definitely a horse good enough to beat it. Dubai Honor here. I just think it suits better coming into it. I think Animo's one run too many. One, sorry, one run too many punters. Could be wrong. Would like to be wrong. Love Animo as a horse, but um, $2.45 or $2.60, you can have a pick each way, mate. But I'm going to go with Dubai Honor. I'm going to make the call now. The only horse that can beat these two is the horse that doesn't have to turn the tables, and that's Cascadian. Comes through a completely different form line behind Mr. Brightside. Won the Doncaster last week. So the All-Star Mile produced the first three across the line in the Doncaster. Also produced the Australian Cup winner in Cascadian. Out to the 2,000 metre mark in a ripping run. So I don't think it happens. But he is the only danger to the top two in the market, in my opinion. Forget your Montefilias, forget your Mawangas. Cascadian's the only danger in my mind. But when it comes to my tip, the head says Dubai Honor, the heart says Animo. Animo has never been ridden to smash his opponents. He is always sat back, waited, pounced on the tempo, and gone away with it. You see him do it every start. 
and I feel like he does the same here. This is his last race in Australia. He's going to send it off with a win. Animo all the way. Very nice. Fair enough, mate. Well, yes, mate. That concludes the tip-off. We head to Around the Grounds. Have you found anything around the country? Um, I'll have a quick look through Hunters. Um, yeah, race number seven over at uh, Sandown. We've got Ayrton, the favourite, at $5.00. Going to be my tip, um, as well as there's one more. Sorry, punters, let me just bring it up. I had it on a different page. Um, no, that's all. Sorry, punters. It's only Ayrton for race seven at Sandown. Fair enough. I've got Sandown race two, Royal Merchant. Could have won the Magic Millions if she got a start, in my opinion. Overs at $7. Uh, Sandown race six, Gringotts, $3.90. Rising through the grades at a rapid pace. Gets to a Saturday grade here, and I think he can go on with it. Um, the camp's flying, so I see no reason why he can't win here. Race seven, I'm taking you on with Ayrton. I'm on Frankie Pino. Loves the slop and is potentially very wet down there this weekend, so I think at $20, overs there as well. I'm happy to have a play at least on the place for Frankie Pino. Loves the distance, loves the slop. Finally, race eight, the Easter Cup. Really good field as well for the Easter Cup. I will say I respect right you are. I've been on it every single start for the win. But White Marlin could be something special. They've all called him as the Melbourne Cup winner already. But, you know, of course, a lot of reward to go under the bridge there. But he's an out-and-out stayer. White Marlin on at $2.90 for me around the grounds. That concludes it. Very nice, mate. We're headed into the quaddy quickly. Race seven, we've got King Frankel, Cleveland, High Emotion, Jim Martini, Surefire, and Baron Samity. Race eight, we've got Animo and Dubai Honor as our only two. Yep. Race nine, we've Race got- nine, Alcohol Free, Fangirl, Hinge, Levante. Race 10, Kiku, Zapateo, Expat, and Juan Diva. And because we've gone skinnier there in race eight, we've managed to get 26.4% out of a $50 stake. 100%, mate. So looking pretty nice. Head over to your best bet, mate. My best bet of the day. I'm going half carbon here. $2.10 for the win. Reckon it's the best horse in that race. I'm going half carbon for the win. Fair enough, mate. Um, my best bet, every time he's been at the track this prep, he's saluted for me. I feel like he's going to salute for a lot of punters on the weekend. Like I said, head says Dubai on it. Heart says Animo. I can't not be on him. I'm going to put him on with the best bet as well. Animo all the way. Let's send him off with a win. Very nice. Fair enough, mate. Um, anything else to add? I don't think so. Thank you, everyone, for giving us a listen. Give us a follow if you're on Spotify, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. Subscribe as well if you're on the Google or Amazon podcast as well. And, yeah, thank yep. you to everything. Um, apart from that, we're going to be at the track this weekend. Yes. You know, Everyone knows that I'm at the track most weekends, but Nick, cricket season's over. He's back. He's back at the track. Where's the cast patrol, boys? Oh, well, so if you see us, a couple of people saw me last week and said hello. Absolutely loved it. So if you see us down on trackside, we'll be down there. We'll be up in the beer. stables, down trackside on the winning post for some of the races. We'll be filming some content. We'll be doing some trackside analysis. So make sure to say hello if you see us. Uh, apart from that, make sure if last weekend wasn't a reminder, please gamble responsibly. Think about what you could be buying instead. Set a deposit limit, punters. We'll see you next week. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and...